This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine on the show today. Well, in some of our previous shows, we have spoken about a common theme as horse racing in 2020 has been all about girl power. On the standard bridge side, there was a three-year-old Philly trotter, Ramona Hill, who back in August easily defeated her male counterparts in the famed Hamiltonian at the Meadowlands and one of Harness Racing's most prestigious events. And not to be outdone, last Saturday's Preakness in October was another third bird race for the ages with the Philly Swiss skydiver winning the Preakness in one of the most stirring stretch duels ever seen in outdueling the Kentucky Derby winner Authentic. On the show today, well, we are fortunate to have someone who had one of the best seats in the house for last week's Preakness, none other than Swiss Skydivers winning jockey, Robbie Alborado. Oh yeah, that's right. We have the Preakness's winning jockey in today's show. You can't get much better than that, and we will have an opportunity to relive what many are saying was one of the best Preakness stakes ever. A Swiss Skydiver showed a turn of foot that classic champions are made of. Also on today's show, it's no secret that the California wildfires have wreaked havoc not only on the state, but also played a significant role in delaying the start of thoroughbred racing at Santa Anita Park. We will be joined by Nate Newby, who just prior to the start of COVID was named the Senior Vice President and Assistant General Manager of Santa Anita. And speaking of COVID, who isn't these days, many horse racing fans are probably unaware that Santa Anita Park played a very significant role in the introduction of a sports bubble for professional sports earlier this year to take care of their human athletes. And finally today, we will look at one of the top two-year-old thoroughbred stakes races of the year at Woodbine, the $250,000 Cup and Saucer Stakes a field of nine, including Carpe Horseshoe, who was trained by Woodbine's leading trainer, Mark Cassie, who will be looking for his fifth win in the coveted race. And of course, it's 2020, and Carpe Horseshoe is a filly in against the boys. Can it happen again? Also today, Belmont Park is host to some interesting Breeders' Cup preview races, and we'll review and review a couple. Why would by Mohawk Park place host to the finals of the Grassroots Ontario Sire Stakes, which we will also preview. It's certainly going to be a great show, and you better get your HPI and Dark Horse app accounts ready for some heavy betting action. When we come back, my co-host, the Ponies expert, Larry Simpson, he knows all. He'll join the show, and we will look at last weekend's result of the Preakness stakes and some other pertinent horse racing news of the week stay with us ponies 24 7 the radio magazine is back in a moment ponies 24 7 the radio magazine brought to you by woodbine racetrack and woodbine mohawk park more from the track when we come back on 105.9 the region go from dark horse to winner Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce you to my co-host and the expert in the ponies, Larry Simpson. And Larry, uh, we've had a number of special guests in the show, but none more special than this gentleman now who, I mean, you talk about a race for the ages, Robbie Alborado. Last weekend at the Preakness, I, I don't know even where to begin, Larry. 
Well, it was a it was a stirring stretch duel, and uh, and at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, uh, Robbie and uh, Swiss Skydiver uh, were getting their picture taken in the winner's circle. Well, okay, we'll start with this, Robbie. I mean, it's one of those races where everyone had their ideas of what was going to happen. Going into it, what were your expectations going into the starting gate, Robbie? Well, undoubtedly, we always we always want like uh, a, a clean break, a good break. I know she's extremely talented; she's quick. Uh, but I wanted to at least get her get away clean, and then start to strategize from that point on. So, and she did that. She broke extremely well and got me in the right position. And it was up to me how I wanted to do it from that point on. Uh, Robbie, you've won over uh, 5,200 races in your career and over 220 million dollars in, in in earnings. How big was this Preakness win for you? Well, considering the year that America's had and the couple years I've had, I've sort of been in a slump and I haven't been on the quality horses that I was uh, had been on in the past. And for me to get the phone call that I was going to ride in the Preakness was uh, was like a gift. And uh, so I've always I always kept uh, fit, prepared mentally for this stage, and uh, and I thrive on this situation like that on the you know big events, great ones, uh, triple crown races, Breeders' Cup. So when the phone call came in, I was fit and ready and able. So uh, I was I was and Kenny was sure, assured of that also. You know I've been working horses for him, and so it was it was kind of like a, a surprising but very very exciting phone call. And Robbie, it's a photo now that's gone around the world is you uh, and Swiss Skydiver just laying it out at the finish line, holding off authentic. Uh, and the back stretch heading down to the finish line, did you have a special strategy to hold her off, hold them off to make sure that you could you and Swiss Skydiver could win? Well, well, she she uh, she loved good, and I was surprised to see both Baffert's horses uh, up there one two balling. But at the same point, they went so easy the first quarter. And my Kenny just gave me very, very uh, simple instructions. Try to get 12s with her, 12s throughout the race, 12, 24, 48, you know, wherever you may be, whether it's in front, last, however it may be. Don't, he said, don't push anything. Don't, don't rush anything. And when we went such an easy half for those level of horses, I thought I sought an opportunity. I had to make a conscious decision with the backside, and I very little encouragement. She jumped in there as quick as possible, and then the race was on from that point. Yeah, Robbie, for people listening to this, you've won over 5,000 races. They're probably thinking, I mean, nothing phases you, but how? just how excited are you even after f- over 5,000 wins when you cross that finish line in an, in an ending race like that with a skydiver in the yeah. Preakness? Oh, it's, it, that, one was, that one was special. That one was special. Like I said, considering everything going on this year and the uh, and it's been uh, it's been a uh, few and far between the the opportunities I've gotten on that on that level of racing. So it felt good. I, I, it felt really good. It's really no words uh, can explain it. It just you had to be there. I mean, uh, pulling up, I was in, I still it's still surreal to me today. I watched the race. Uh, I, I watched the race uh, numerous times, uh, 54, 55 times. I'm there. 54, 55 times, something like that. You know, so. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's never going to get old. Never going to get old. So, uh, I, I, I'm going to watch this race 20 years from now and still get goosebumps, I'm sure. Right. Uh, is the, uh, pardon the pun, Robbie, is the sky the limit with this horse? Like, did you still have some horse at the end, or was was she pretty much spent? No, she wasn't spent. I mean, I I, I might have hit her uh, left hand once, hmm. and it wasn't really, like, a really a, a, a hard one. It was just a... Uh, I tapped him once. She took a step out to go meet authentic, and I left her alone. That point, I handed her home. But 
for the three, four jumps from the wire, I, I kind of knew that I, they weren't going to get by at that point. I think Johnny did too, though. So uh, it was kind of it was it was a great race all in all because me and Johnny go back to so many races that way, and it was kind of got my redemption on him because he beat me on a little filly <laughs> in 2007, and I was on a little boy called Curlin. He beat me on a filly the same kind of way, but uh, so it was my turn to Saturday. What are you expecting coming up in the Breeders' Cup Classic? Well, we actually trains. Well, uh, she actually trains at that point, and I'm hoping I can get on that week just to see, kind of get a comparison of how she was doing going, leading up the pregnancy. So, and uh, he's going to double enter, I'm sure, with the classic and uh, this staff, and decide on how she's doing and how the race unfolds, who's coming, who's not coming. So uh, it's entirely up to them. But if she's trained like she was the Friday before the pregnancy, uh, I don't know if she could, she could beat him. You know, Robbie, for anyone who really wants to understand what kind of an athlete a jockey is, uh, they need to go to your Twitter feed, at Robbie Alvarado, and look at the Preakness Stakes. You had the jockey cam on for the race, and you yeah. realize, going down the back stretch what physicality it takes to keep that horse into control at that speed with that kind of pressure. It's incredible. Yes, it was. Uh, the jockey cam was pretty cool. Uh, I've, I've ridden with it a few times, but not on this level of racing, and it was pretty neat that she won. Uh, as you got to see, you got to see my hands. It was uh, from only a jockey would know, but I got kind of jammed up a little bit when I was putting my stick in my left hand. Only a jockey would understand that or see that. But it was pretty neat, man. It's got you got the actual speed, turning for home, and took. I mean, it was, it was it's a cool view from my view that I've seen thirty three thousand times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a pretty incredible. <laughs> Robbie, an absolute pleasure. Congratulations again with Swiss Skydiver. Uh, as they say down in Louisiana, let's say Bon Temps Brule. I hope there's lots more victories for you, Robbie, and uh, thank you so much uh, for taking you, the time. You said that pretty good, but let's say Le Bon Temps Brule. I say, <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Robbie. Take care. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye, Robbie. Bye. I got to tell you, Larry, Robbie's a fascinating guy. And as you pointed out, over 5,000 wins. But to, to see that victory on the jockey cam, when you see it on the Preakness Twitter feed, you realize just what they go through managing and riding and controlling those horses at that speed down the backstretch. Well, I think it's great for, for people that are maybe new to the sport too because they, they don't really maybe appreciate the fact that these guys are athletes. Yeah. And there is a little bit of danger, well, a lot of danger, you could say. They're like uh, automobile uh, race car drivers, Absolutely. right? And, uh yeah, so I think it, it, you know, something like that kind of just kind of sells the sport that yeah, it's it is a sport, but it it does have its dangers involved with it, and these these guys are athletes. And they talk about the photo finish to see that photo of Skydiver beating Authentic in that close. That's one of the reasons it's such an appeal to the sport. Well, that's what what sells uh, horse racing because uh, like that stretch duel was just incredible, and the move that Robbie made in the, in the backstretch to even put him into that position of being in a stretch duel was just fantastic. When we come back, we are still talking, this time North American Thoroughbred Racing as Santa Anita, Nate Newby, joining the show. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine is up next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. 
COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. And welcome back to the show. Jim Lang along with Larry Simpson. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the ravaging forest fires in California force a delay in the start of Santa Anita Park's fall race meet. As 2020 seems to be full of surprises, Nate Newby is Senior Vice President and Assistant General Manager of the famed Santa Anita and one of the team responsible for making sure that the racing product is conducted in a safe environment. Nate, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Well, it's a pleasure. We've seen in the NBA with the bubble in Orlando, the NHL, that is the key word for sports to succeed and thrive in a safe environment is the bubble. How were you able to pull it off at Santa Anita? Well, it, it was interesting. I mean, as you guys know, uh, we were we were shut down by the health department in March along with pretty much every other sport. And, and being in L.A. County with 10 million people in the county, they have probably the strictest rules in the country as far as any county. So... They basically, we went back and forth with them for about six weeks trying to come up with a plan to get reopened. And, and they said, you know, the only way they would feel comfortable is if our athletes, you know, they were equating it to other sports, were living on site. And so we, you know, we weren't sure how to pull that off, but reached out, found, uh, found a way to put in some trailers and create a little, we called it Jockeyville, and then talked to the jockeys and talked them into moving in and and it worked out okay. It was kind of crazy, but it came together pretty quickly, and, and we were able to finish out the last six weeks of our meet. It's a great little uh, uh, documentary that you guys put together, Nate, that Riders Up. It's talking about the, the, the bubble. Uh, tell our, our listeners, where did you get most of these trailers from? Well, so being in L.A., of course, um, you know, we, we had reached out to a couple different companies, but what we kind of figured out fairly quickly was that with film productions being shut down, Star Wagons, who does most of the, you know, trailers for either the uh, talent to live in or or just to, you know, stay in while they're shooting movies, none of those are being used. So we reached out to Star Wagons and they had a ton of inventory, and we said we need them for like six weeks, and they came through and and helped us install them, and and we built the little compound, and and they're actually really nice. We you know knowing that. You know, we were going to ask the jockeys to to move on site and spend most of their time. We wanted them to be nice living quarters, and and the trailers. You know, they have flat screen TVs and Dish Network and microwaves and sinks and refrigerators and stuff. So it was a pretty good setup, and and all the guys seemed pretty happy with it. Where did the idea of a sports bubble come from originally? Uh, from uh, you know, from San or for San Anita, I should say. Well, I think, you know, it was probably a, a bit of an evolution. I think probably most of it was the health department. When we were throwing out different on d- ideas on how we can keep everybody safe, they pretty much said the only way we'll be willing to approve it is if they're just living on site and no outside exposure. So it was it was probably a little bit of that. And I think, you know, at that time in March, other sports had, had probably talked about it, but nobody had, had implemented it or started it. So a lot of it, we were kind of figuring it out as we go and, um, it was, you know, it was an evolution, but I would say all things being considered, it went pretty smooth. You know, we, the, the guys had a good time and, and there wasn't that many hiccups that, 
that we couldn't solve pretty quickly. You know, as it's so rightly noted on the Twitter feed at Santa Anita Park, the premier thoroughbred horse racing track in the U.S., and Nate, looking forward, it doesn't appear as COVID's going away anytime soon. So how do you start planning for 2021 and how to make a safe environment for, for the the jockeys and everyone involved in the racing world? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's, it's really hard to plan ahead. And, you know, we're, we, we did a lot of testing when our meet started, and, and I think we've kind of fell into a good routine with our guys kind of, Staying safe, we do health screening every day when they come on site. You know, we have a lot of protocols in place to disinfect and space everybody out in the in the jocks room and, and use the outdoor spaces. I mean, one of the big advantages about Santa Anita, we have 320 acres and a million square feet in our grandstand. So especially now, why we're unfortunately not able to be open to the public, we have a ton of space. So we can spread everybody out, you know, keep them outdoors, keep them safe. So... Um, you know, I think like everybody, we're just going to watch the situation over the next few months. And, you know, our big meet starts on December 26th. We'll see if we're able to have some fans, no fans, limited fans. You know, we don't know what the rules will be yet at that point. But, you know, we'll see and adjust. And luckily, we, we have a pretty great facility to deal with that. Right. And if COVID wasn't bad enough, your fall meet was held up because of the uh, fires, correct? Yeah, just when we we thought we've, we've seen it all. <laughs> You know, the San Gabriel Mountains, right, which are, you know, part of what makes Santa Anita one of the most picturesque tracks in the world, you know, being on fire. And that started about, what, two weeks before our meet was supposed to start. And we thought, okay, well, maybe they'll get it under control. And it just kept growing and growing every day. And so we ended up canceling our opening week. And, and even the second week when we opened, you know, it was a bit hit and miss watching the fires every day. You know, we had opened a Red Cross evacuation center in our parking lot. So... Um, you know, you could still visibly see the fires, you know, until just a couple days ago, really. And, and smoke, we had to monitor for air quality, you know, what days we would allow training and if we could, could race on a certain afternoon, depending on how the wind was going. So it's, uh, it, it's been a very uh, adventurous last year, that's for sure, as, as I'm sure it has for most people. You know, my wife and I just watched the the movie Judy, looking back on Judy Garland and Hollywood. The golden era of Hollywood's always had a, a romantic relationship with Santa Anita Park. How has the Hollywood film industry, TV industry, been supportive of Santa Anita as it's getting through all of this in 2020? Well, yeah, I mean, they, I think they may even have it tougher than us in the racing world as far as, you know, most, I think some of the filming and productions are getting back up in, in limited ways, but that's a, it's a tough set of circumstances for them to deal with so they're struggling and um you know we're and not being open to the public we we typically get a lot of support from hollywood and then one of the the best things that we have is such a big facility and so we do a lot of movie and film shoots and commercial shoots out here on our property and so uh, we haven't done any of the, we're actually just starting to maybe do a couple of those later this year as they they get back in business but um, typically, it's a pretty busy facility for that. Sometimes, you know, racing related, and sometimes, you know, it's something totally unrelated to racing. Just because we have a big property, we have, uh, you know, parking lot with 16,000 parking spots. So in, in LA, there's very few options of a of a property our size. And I guess, uh, are you open to uh, some fans, or is it no fans at all, or is it just the owners that can come in and see their horses race? Yeah, right now it's just licensed owners. Um, you know, we started that with the autumn meet, and so, you know, most days it's just around 100 people. So, you know, it, in some ways it's great that we can have owners back on site, which we weren't able to do when the pandemic first hit, you know, but in other ways it's 
it's such a massive facility. So 100 people, you look up and and you're thrilled to have those owners, but 100 people in our grandstand it still looks uh, <laughs> uh, kind of eerie looking almost. So uh, we're looking forward to you know the the next phase and the and the phase after that when we can kind of expand and have some fans or all fans and uh you know i think we're all looking for there's some pent-up demand so we're all looking for a place to go once it's safe and i think uh i think sam amita would be a good option for a lot of people well said nate newby the senior vice president and assistant general manager of the fame santa anita park in los angeles southern california nate absolute pleasure thank you for joining us and uh, all the best in the future all right, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Okay, we'll do, yeah. Larry. And it is. I can remember seeing old black and white photos of Jackie Gleason and Bob Hope at Santa Anita Park with the racing form, and and it has that rich history. And it's funny how the film industry went full circle to come back and help them as they got through this. Exactly. It just uh, it, it was kind of an amazing story, as 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 Nate said, and uh, you know, uh, and I think that's that's what COVID's all about now. It's people helping people, right? And yeah. business helping business, and you know, uh, like even, you know, Nate said that the the restaurants that were getting food from these restaurants because they were struggling to feed the jockeys and the people inside the bubble. So, you know, it's COVID does have, I guess, a good side where it's, people are starting to get together better. That's know? a great point. Uh, when we come back after the break, the man with the golden touch, Larry Simpson, breaking down today's cup and saucer steaks at Woodbine, some of the Breeders' Cup prep races at Belmont Park, and a betting gem or two at Woodbine Mohawk Park as they feature the grassroots finals of the Ontario Sire Stakes tonight with this Pony Picks of the Day. It's time to make you some money next on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Listen Live at 1059theregion.com. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back. Before we get to your pony picks of the day, Larry, uh, a final thoughts on last week's, while well, thrilling, I mean, one for the ages, Preakness Stakes, Swiss Skydiver, and our man Robbie, uh, what a finish, what a race. It was, a, it was, as I said, uh, it was a, a race for the ages and that, and, and it's going to be interesting, I think, to see the decision that trainer Ken McPeak and the owners have uh, with this horse uh, on Breeders' Cup Day. Does, does she go and race against the, uh, the fillies and mares, or does she go against the boys, and that means some older boys, too, in the Breeders' Cup Classic? There's a big, significant difference in purses, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what their decision is. If she raced like she did the other day, where she beat the boys... Who knows? The sky, as we said, the sky's the limit. Uh, so just so you know, it's $2 million up for grabs in the distaff for Philly, $6 million in the Classic. That's the, right. <laughs> that's a big jump. Yeah, that's, that's right. And, and uh, another, another horse that was expected to come to one of the Breeders' Cup races was, was a, a horse by the name of a Nabel, a mare, and she was in the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe, and she'd already won that race uh, a couple of times against the, the uh, Colts and, hmm. the, and the Geldings and that. And she got beat the other day in Lanchon, uh to a horse by the name of uh, Sotsas, uh, who's expected to compete now in next month's Breeders' Cup turf at, at Keeneland and that. So 
with uh, Enable, she just couldn't handle the uh, the soft ground, and uh, they're maybe they have kind of put her on hold. Are they going to race her again, or are they going to breed her? She's had a very great, good career. Some pretty interesting races on the docket today. Uh, we have the Cup and Saucer Stakes taking place at Woodbine. It's a, a very competitive race, Jim, and and it's it's one of these with some young. Uh, Lightly raced two-year-olds, and there's, I don't really think there's a standout. Uh, I kind of like the uh, a horse by the uh, the name of uh, 357. It's the eight horse. Oh, that's what it's called, 357? 357, and cool. that's, all, that's all one word. Like, this horse is bred for the distance, has three consecutive increasing buyer speed ratings, uh, has only had one turf race, which happened to be his first ever start, and he was only beaten a length to a horse called Master Spy, which many people will like as one of the favorites today in this race. And finally, the trainer and jockey combined. They're four for 18 at uh, Woodbine, this this uh, meet. And uh, the trainer, Barb Mitchell, her horses have been really sharp lately. Pretty mild weather for this Saturday, too, so that doesn't hurt either. I think it, the turf should be firm, and, and it's going to be an interesting race. As I said, our, our friend uh, Bob Tiller's got a horse in oh, there. Oh, uh, Dragon's Brew. Unfortunately, uh, it's drawn the nine hole, but... Uh, uh, and drew the nine hole in a stakes race a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, was having a little trouble with the nine hole, but uh, we'll see what happens. And we do have the Grassroot Ontario Sire Stakes Finals. That's taking place at Woodbine Mohawk Park. So your your Dark Horse and HPI bet apps are getting workout today. Yeah, there's eight finals of the Ontario Sire Stakes Grassroot uh, Series tonight. And, uh, and I like a horse in race eight, which is a $75,000 uh, purse for three-year-old trotting fillies. I'm going to take a shot with the number five, uh, TH Present. It's T and then H Present, hmm. who was a beaten favorite in her elimination last week. Uh, she started from, unfortunately, the 10 hole, and we've had a discussion about the 10 hole in the past at, at Mohawk. You're starting behind horses in front. There's a chance that they, there's, they get blocked, they get interfered with. This horse still raced well, was only beaten a half length to finish second. Uh, her trainer, Marcel Berrio, who... I've known for a long time, has a very strong trainer's percentage this year. He's having a terrific year. So I like uh, the uh, the uh, horse, uh, TH. And we're talking Breeders' Cup. It's coming up soon, and there's a couple of stakes events at Belmont that have you have your eye on as well. Well, I like uh, the – there's uh, about five stakes races at Belmont today, and some of them look like they're kind of chalky in that, but the, the eighth race is the Flower Bowl Stakes with that winner going to the $2 million Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf at Keeneland on November 7th. I like the number six horse, Nay Lady Nay. Uh, she's an improving four-year-old uh, from the Chad Bar- uh, Brown Burn. He's one of the top trainers in the world. And uh, she's won her last two quite handily on the turf, and I think she's in the best shape of her life, and she gets top jockey, Arad Ortiz Jr. And also she's got the best two last buyers, and... She just looks like, uh, you know, with morning line odds of 7-2, to two, she might be a play. And with Bob Dylan fans out there, they see the name Nay Lady Le- Nay, they might be playing some money down on that horse yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, And I'd like to just throw one extra pick in. Sure. Uh, we had uh, Nate Newby from Absolutely. Santa Anita. I'd like to get a, a, a pick uh, from Santa Anita. And I'm going to the race nine, uh, the nine horse, so nine in the ninth. Uh, time to testify. And I actually put this horse, I, as I've explained in the past, I have a watch list where I put horses that have been in trouble in that. I put this horse on my watch list back uh, in February when uh, he made his first lifetime start in a higher class than what he was in today. He raced well, and the second lifetime start, he, he, he raced even a higher maiden class, and he raced well. They laid him off uh, since February. 
and then raced him one of the last days at Del Mar in September, dropped him down to a maiden uh, 20,000 claiming, which is pretty much as low as you can go there. And it was his best finish ever. He finished third. And it was best buyer figure, and his buyer figures have been on the improve in that. Today, he's back on dirt, as he was last time. He's going uh, a half furlong less, which will probably help him. And he's had two good five furlong works since his last race, and I, th- I think he could be a nice price. Time to testify. Santa Anita, the ninth horse in the ninth race. As always, Larry, an awesome job. Thank you to everyone for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, and trust me, with stuff like Jessica Butley, Jack Nolden, Eddie Olchek, you'll want to check it out. Email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. That's the ponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Stick around with 1059 the region all weekend long. I'll be back Monday morning. Of course, we coming up next, we have the legend Ann Romer with another edition of the feed. Thanks for listening. Bet safely, bet smartly. Enjoy. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Ponies 247, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8:30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.